I know oh, you like that. How long you been back, man? See the girls in the club, they're getting wild for me And all the pretty chicks all wanna smile at me These rap cats, man, they all got this out for me And if I ever see them, man, they probably bow to me And when this beat drop, I know they gon' lean World debut, I know they gon' fiend Everything Mississippi to the Palm Springs Girls from brunettes down to blonde queens These young boys don't know what a dawn mean I'm just a bad boy, gone clean I'm the diamond chain choker, always remain sober Don't drink liquor and all the game's over Need a plane, I explain it to my broker Three box in the hood, top down and ain't over You know there's more men where that come from Me and Kuda Love rolling back to back in one See the names have all changed since I've been around But the game ain't the same since I left out Yo, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to the pod, Uncultured Bias. My name is Kamara Williams. I am your host. I uh, hope you liked that. I was Mason Betha when he actually returned back to the game. Welcome back. He actually sampled uh, the Welcome Back Carter uh, song. Uh, it was actually a show in 1975. I'm showing my age a little bit, but it's okay. Uh, you know, it's um, it was a show that actually had a teacher, Gabe Carter, that went back into his old high school and taught and you know I thought it was a really appropriate song because you know by the time you listen to this pod it's for a lot of parents welcome back to school week you know so a lot of parents are excited a lot of parents are like you know celebrating in fact you know when <laughs> when you think about parents who are like um sending their kids off of school all you hear is a <laughs> They are happy. They are happy. Get your ass out the bed and into school. Like, you know, stop leaving me alone. Stop hanging around the house. And, you know, for me, man, I just, um, I'm excited because my youngest is going into kindergarten. And so we're actually out of, uh, we're no longer in daycare. So, you know what? Give him a round of applause for that. Um, yeah, man. So I think about this and obviously with the, in consideration of what's happening, going back to school, you know, one of the big things that has happened is um, our governor, uh, DeSantis, issued out a mask mandate. Well, saying that, you know, uh, kids do not uh, do not have to wear masks at school. And if, um, in fact, they do, he's going to pull funding from uh, school districts. And it made me think about it, like just the idea of like politicizing. Like we've gotten to such a poisonous place of just politicizing this mask to the point where he's using kids now as a shield for his own political um opportune and opportunity and i just was like man how did we get here you know i know it's really really easy to point blame and on one side and i you know we'll we we'll can start delving into like the politicization of just the mask and covid and you know ideally like what it really how do we get here um but you know i really think it's important that we focus on the humanity of like just COVID and the politicization that's it's kind of stripped away a lot of that. Um, there is going to be a podcast eventually that's going to address 
um, just the scientific portion of it. And I'm going to have, you know, a, a vaxxer and anti-vaxxer on there eventually. But, you know, ideally right now, I really want to just focus on primarily just the politicization or the politics of COVID and the politics of how we got here. And, you know, um, I thought it would be an appropriate way to um, have that conversation. But before we have that conversation, I wanted to uh, first encourage y'all, if you're listening on Apple and Spotify, to um, continue to share the episode. If you're listening on Apple, obviously rate that episode and leave a message uh, saying how much you like the episode. I really would appreciate that. Um, obviously sharing is caring. So we'd like you to share it with your friends, share it on social media. Um, keep, you know, really, really, uh, uh, you know, uh, spreading the, the gospel of own culture bias podcast. And, you know, it helps us spread the news, uh, and, you know, encourage our sponsor to continue to uh, sponsor this program. One of those sponsors is compass tax advisors, uh, reach them at eight, five, zero, two, seven, three, seven, one, nine, three. It's eight, five, zero, seven, uh, two, seven, three, seven, one, nine, three, my compass tax.com. Um, also if you're in a market for a home, uh, you can, uh, contact, uh, Keystone Global Real Estate at 407-680-8510. That's 407-680-8510 or KeystoneGlobalRealEstate.com. Of course, if you're in the market for a law firm, we handle probate, estate planning, and uh, guardianships. And you can reach us at 888-SWTG-LAW or 798-4529. 888-798-4529. As we say in our podcast, we say that uh, culture is a matter of opinion, and we want to make sure that culture... Uh, is a matter of perspective and opinion that uh, it's just another way to say discovered. We are on culture. We are biased. We are black. And I want us to give a shout out to Lyndon Carter, who always says, I did not. I went away from saying that uh, statement and we want to center the podcast on uh, black culture, but allowing us to jump on this conversation and, you know, really helping us kind of delve into the politicization of it is my man, Jason. What's up, Jace? Yo, what's happening, man? Yeah. what you think about that opening? Murder Mace. <laughs> Murder Mace. Mur- Murder Mace. Murder Mace. <laughs> My man. Yeah, I, I forgot how dope that song was, though. It's a great sounding song, yeah, right? It is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, Murder Mace. Actually, you know what? That's actually really apropos because Murder Santis. <laughs> <laughs> that's y'all governor, man. That's your governor. <laughs> yeah. What you mean? Governor, that's, <laughs> that's y'all governor, man. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, the political. It. it What's so crazy about this to me is, like, you're a history buff. Like, yeah. you know, you. I I, I want to be politically correct by saying this, don't be but I don't think you can. No. Is white people crazy, dog? They are. I mean, just yeah. a dog. Like, we talk about a mask, a mask. Yeah. I, I was watching this uh, this video of uh, a school board that was voting to mandate masks for their kids in North Carolina. Yeah. And uh, it was a now this video and they were just playing different cl- clips from uh, parents and different folks that were coming up to the dice to speak. And everybody was saying, you know, I just, I want my, I want my child to be able to see, or I want the teacher to be able to see my child smile because, you know, I think that's important. And I'm thinking, are you kidding me? Are you yeah, serious? Yeah, yeah, we're we're yeah, talking yeah, yeah, about yeah. a mask. A mask. Yeah. It's, you know, so it's mind blowing. It's mind blowing, but um, I it, it's not shocking because you know and we'll get there. Like, how did we get to this place? Yeah, yeah. Where a mask? If you would have told somebody twenty four months ago that a mask would be, you know, a politicized idea, right? Then you'd be like laughing, like, "Come on, man, just a mask." Like, yeah. what, what is so what is so political about yeah. a face mask? Yeah, right. 
Um, but that's where we're at. And, you know, before we get into that, man, like, how do you feel about back to school, bro? I know you're excited. You know, so this is very, this conversation is very important to my children because my children are being homeschooled this year. So they are going, they're not even going back to school. They are not. Oh, wow. Now, part of that is because my, my oldest has health issues that precludes her from going to a physical location. It's just yeah. better for her to be homeschool and my youngest saw that last because we homeschooled our daughter last year and my youngest saw that and was like yo well, i gotta go to school and she gets to right you know do homeschool and so he had been working on me because i'm not i wasn't the hugest proponent of because i i'm i'm the type where i think and this is old school like yeah I, you need to be around some kids like you right. need some type of socialization yeah um and then the answer was very easy once covid kind of you know, broke into our lives last year. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm cool with him, you know, going to homeschool. So it's, it's not, it's not a huge departure from, you know, where we've been over the last year and a half, because once they shut schools down in March of last year, yeah. you know, both of our children were at home because yeah. we did the launch ad thing with them. Yeah. Um, and then my, my son did go to summer camp this year. So he at least, was around uh it, it was a controlled environment like they wanted they you know want a ton of there were not a ton of kids there they had to wear masks etc um and so you know he got to get out of the house daily but it's funny he gets out of the house daily go to summer camp and now he's coming back where he's going to be in the house every day yeah for uh for you know to get his education so you know, my wife, you know, we'll see what happens once we get to December, how <laughs> how wired she may be, um, because she's the one that's, you know, yeah. that's teaching them. Yeah. Um, but it worked out really well for my daughter last year, um, just because she she just learns a little bit differently now. Yeah. And so um, the pacing was much better for her. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, you can ask my wife this when she first approached us with it, approached me with it. Um, I was like, I don't know, like, I'm just not entirely sold on it. Mm-hmm. But I also had to recognize, like, she she's just different right now from some of her peers. And you know, we don't, you don't want to have your child be left behind, yeah, you know, especially when it comes to education. Um, so you know, we won't necessarily have the same issues that a lot of parents, I think, may experience this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope that this doesn't happen, but I think we could see an explosion of COVID cases in kids just because they're going to be in close quarters with one another. Yeah. Um, it's really hard to, you know, force a child to wear a mask I know. all day. I know. Yeah, you got two little ones. Yeah. So, you know, you see it. So, you know, my my fear is obviously for the children, but also I know that Last year, there was talk that, you know, we may have this mass exodus of nurses and healthcare professionals just because of everything they had to go through um, during COVID. Mm-hmm. And with us being forced to go back face to face for elementary, middle and high school, I'm curious what teachers are going to be like after the school year is over next year. You know, uh, last year we did a we started off with launch ed. Yeah. For my. um for my oldest because she was the only one in school mm-hmm. that was not successful <laughs> she was in she was in first grade yeah and difficult man it was difficult, difficult. like we, we you know i wasn't home but ivory would say that she would kind of like you know she would be it was hard because my wife is also working remotely mm-hmm. 
And or it still is actually. Yeah. And um she would just it'd be a constant thing of, you know, imagine a bunch of six, seven year olds just on the computer. The t- the person on the the teacher on the computer wasn't really, you know, keeping everything in, in order because kids are like Looking all over the place, yes. she was like, you yes. know, like their their eyes are wandering. Yes. You know, they're not staying on subject. They're, you know, it was it it was just like hurting cat. Yeah, right. And you know, my daughter was not really getting the benefit. Like she, Ivory would say, like she could just tell she was just staring at the computer. That's how my son was. It's just staring, and to the point where, um, you know, or if she. Which wanted to say something They've already moved on Because like you know It's, yep, it's fast It's man. fast right? yeah. And so yeah. You know And so then she would just Kind of shrink Like alright I'm not going to say anything Like and so It just was not Helping her mm-hmm. I mean, And, and mm-hmm. this is Despite the fact We were doing Private tutoring We you know We had the means To get a private tutor yeah. So then she was Doing things to where She'd spend all day In front of a computer mm-hmm. And then she'd have A tutor come Later on in the day Yeah and it was kind of like mentally, she just was not mentally drained. She's yeah. mentally drained, yeah. and so you know, we made a decision halfway through the year because that's when they opened back up. Yeah. Kids go back to school, and yeah, she went back to school. Um, and thankfully, now the classes were smaller because not, not right. a lot of people came back. But yeah. now we're doing, but we're full integration yeah. this coming, and so that's gonna be interesting. Yeah. Um, but you know, I'm just I'm really intrigued. Um, I would love if my daughters were homeschooled. My, my wife probably wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's the one caveat, right? So yeah. she probably wants me to be uh, make enough money so I can have an an in house uh, teacher. You know. Yeah, I mean, and I, 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 you know, I reckon we, I, we have some privilege in being able to homeschool both of our children. Yeah. Um. Don't get me wrong; it's not easy. You know, we are full disclosure we're one income household. So yeah. Uh, but part of that is just because of the health issues that my daughter has that. Yeah. Um, it's really tough when she was going to school every day, she had to go to the nurse's office every day. She'd get this, you know, these migraines that were like on a, a scale of one to 10, they'd be like a 14. Mm. And so my wife, she texts me or called me. She's like, Hey, can you go get Zoe? And I'm like, I'm in the middle of a meeting mm-hmm. right now. Uh, but I can go get her once I'm done. Right. And so, you know, we have to make decisions. All right. What, what's going to be the best uh, decision for her and for our family? But, you know, who knows how long this will last? You know, it could be a year, it could be two. I don't know. But I do know I was happy, I guess, when Dr. Jenkins announced that kids were. Barbara you know, Jenkins. Yeah, Dr. Barbara Jenkins. <clears throat> yeah, County. the Orange County superintendent. Um, that She said, hey, you know what? Yeah, you are going to be mandated to wear a mask. Uh, but if your parents don't want you to wear a mask, you can always opt out of it. Mm-hmm. But I also recognize that decision was made easier when DeSantis balked on removing funding from schools if they did decide to enact a mass mandate or, um, you know, basically sign an executive order, which the, the what they did do, I thought, was a, a good sidestep to what they eventually want to do, which is to privatize public education mm-hmm. by basically saying, hey, you know what? We're not going to do all that, but we will take your kids away. We'll give them a voucher to go to a private school. Yeah, so we'll let's um let's do a deep dive into that. Yeah. So before we do that, let's actually uh, I'm going to play a clip from ABC News talking about where we're at with um, COVID and 
everything involved in that. So yeah. just bear with me. Uh, nope, that's the wrong one. <laughs> Sorry. The pandemic. CBS News has confirmed that Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin plans to mandate vaccines for all active duty U.S. troops. This, as the CDC warns, the United States could see more than two million new cases over the next month, fueled by the Delta variant, which now accounts for 93 percent of all covid cases. CBS's Manuel Bajorcas reports from hard hit South Florida. Florida is setting a pandemic record with more than 12,000 currently hospitalized with COVID-19. The patients are younger too, with half between the ages of 25 and 55. 91% of COVID patients in this hospital are unvaccinated. I'd imagine when a vaccine started to roll out, you thought that this would be a preventable thing. Correct, and it has not. And that is what's causing the spread of the virus. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis blamed the media. You try to fear monger, you try to do this stuff. And when they'll talk about hospitalizations, our hospitals are open for business. They are, but they're strained. Memorial Healthcare plans to put off elective procedures to care for COVID patients. The hospital system is also adding an overflow unit of 266 beds just to handle other patients. Do you see the numbers going down anytime soon? No, I don't, I don't see the numbers going down. Why is that? It's just keep increasing and, and you thought we would have been okay last week and this week is even higher. It's I don't see it. Florida and Texas lead the nation in new cases. Their governors have pushed back against restrictions, calling them ineffective intrusions. But you aren't going to help at least get out of the way of the people who are trying to do the right thing. Republican Governor Asa Hutchinson of Arkansas says he now regrets outlawing mask mandates for schools. Everything has changed now. And yes, in hindsight, I wish uh, that had not become law. Dozen spoke against a proposed mask mandate in St. Louis. 100% of the people that get COVID in St. Louis County survive. Why would we mandate a cover for our faces? But a new poll finds 53% of unvaccinated adults believe the vaccine is a bigger risk than COVID itself, which is not supported by any evidence. 28-year-old Tevin Figueroa is among the vaccine hesitant. Is there a reason why? Uh, not just a personal, this stuff happens, I'm not too sure. And I keep on seeing like, um, like side effects. For some, the fact that the vaccines have only been approved for emergency use so far has been a sticking point. But the FDA has signaled the Pfizer vaccine could get full approval by the end of the month. Major? Manuel Bohorst. Yeah, so, uh, like I said, we're going to do a follow-up podcast regarding the science behind everything, the pod, um, behind uh, um, the vaccine. But I wanted to kind of lay a basis of where we're at and how it, you know, this is sad. It's sad. It's a sad thing. And what you heard, one of the the quote was from uh, the CEO of Florida Memorial Hospital. They didn't really, I don't know if they said that in the clip, but, yeah. um, you know, Florida hospitals, man, if you talk to healthcare providers and doctors, nurses, you know, it's, they're like, shit's real in these hospitals. Like my wife works for a, I'm not going to name the hospital, but yeah. she works for a hospital and they're at a code black. Yeah, <laughs> I know people, which one you talk about. Yeah. People are yeah. not like they don't know. Like it's bad. It, I, I, I just don't know how to describe it, man. Like I hear more conspiracy theories and why the vaccine was put out and that they haven't studied this long enough and X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm thinking, there's so much stuff that we put in our bodies on a daily basis, and we have no idea what's in it. There could be. So I take a supplement every mm-hmm. morning that's not approved by the FDA. <laughs> it is not. It helps me mm-hmm. uh, maintain energy on long runs. Yeah, but it's not approved by the FDA. What, what supplement is that? I can't even remember the name of it. It's a fat burning pill. Okay. You can go to the gas station oh. and you can get pills. <laughs> certain, certain pills. Yeah. Certain pills <laughs> that are not. And I, I know some young cats that have taken them and have been perfectly fine with it. You will go to McDonald's. You will order a Big Mac and all yeah. these other. You the McRib is back. Yes. Like, how do you know? You don't even know what's in the McRib. Dog, they had a, a, a was it a lawsuit against Subway? The bread isn't bread. The tuna isn't the tuna. tuna. Yeah. And you will eat it. But when it comes to a vaccine <laughs> that potentially could save your life, you're like, I don't know what's in that, man. The side effects may be. Are you serious? I think they said it was, it was Subway was like forty percent it's tuna. Yes. Like what is in the other sixty percent, like, sir? Man, like, I, what are you? What is the other sixty percent? The beans that they make at Taco Bell, it's a powder, and they pour hot water over it to make something that looks like refried beans. <laughs> and we eat it like that's what I'm saying. Like you go, you do all these things. You put a lot of these toxins in your body, man. It, like you know, you you go, you'll drink a Sprite or Coca Cola. Are you looking at the back? Because I saw a few people were like, "Well, we don't know what's in the vaccine. Do you know what's in the Coca Cola? Like it's 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 just so it's mind blowing. Yeah, that this is we have something that could save your life, and you are saying, nah. Listen again. You know, not to go too deep deep down this road, but um, if you shop at Publix and you get produce, chances right. are you're getting you know GMO. Oh. <laughs> you're getting GMO. Oh. You, do you know what's in? I don't care how natural the food you eat, unless you get like unless you're getting organic oh. food, and even organic, some of those labels like are they're, not they're yes! not really organic. Yes, so like you know uh, you know the G, the GMO genetic, uh, genetic modically. modically um, 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 I know what you're talking yeah, about. I, yeah, get, um, gen- genetic, um, modically. They can Google. Um, um, not modically. What is the word I'm saying? Um, modified. modified, genetically modified organism. Organism. Like yeah, on, in your food, right? So, yeah. um, all in. You know, your apples are bigger. Your strawberries are much bigger. Look at the chicken we eat, man. The chicken that is chicken is shot up with steroids, bro. Yeah, like, do you know what's in the chicken? Like, yeah, I, so it just it. Sidebar. I remember go, when we were in Europe. And um, we went to the grocery store, and I remember looking at it. One thing that was fascinating to me: the fruit was so much smaller. Mm-hmm. The you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it was like, and it was kind of mold, not molded, but it was kind of like it looked older. Yeah. And we had this fascinating conversation, realization, like, oh yeah, this is what fruit's supposed to look like. It's not supposed the the apple's not supposed to look shiny. Oh, like you know, it's been shiny. It's, for, it's big as your hand. It's, it's big as your hand, and not supposed to look like a shiny yep. thing. Yep. You know what I mean? Like it's supposed to look like an apple that yeah. literally came off the tree. And yeah, you're yeah. supposed to wash it, and you know. But you know, we're so used to seeing our fruit. Like the oranges didn't look this bright red. I mean, this bright orange look. It was kind of just. It was a regular orange that the hot dog. You know, that you give your kids, man. It's just all these things that, you know, and, even, and I'll go back to this. I've seen, like, um, Cam Newton the other day. They asked him, like, did you get the vaccine? He's like, like that's my personal business. Personal business. Dak Prescott, did you get That's a HIPAA violation. All that's not NFL, a HIPAA violation, by the way. Dog. Yeah. All these NFL players are suddenly so careful mm-hmm. not to tell you if they've gotten it or not. And I remember when they asked Dak about um, 
Cap standing for the anthem. He was like, oh, no, we stand for the anthem around here. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's okay <laughs> for you to let your opinion be known on that. On that, but yeah. when it comes to the health, wellness, and safety of yourself, your teammates, and others, you're like, nah, man, I, I ain't talking black. Are you kidding me, man? Yeah, it was. Uh, I was gonna make a really fucked up joke, but I was, I'll say it anyway. I was gonna say, you know what? These guys shoot up steroids and, and, no, they, and they ass every day, but they. But you will take a Teradol <laughs> shot to get back on the field, so you cannot yeah, feel the pain yeah, in your. Yeah. Like, I, man, like yeah. we, I, the politics of this, the, and, and I think this is just a. It's because you know what it is. We're speaking to the normalization of like certain medicine, like it, like the or the normalization of GMO, right? The normalization. Of, so we've normalized certain things. We're like, yeah, of course I'll eat a hot dog or eat something from. Taco Bell, like that's you man, know what I mean. Like, I, I but, think it's the normalization of not being, of being stupid. I think just our society, we do not value education like we say we do. Mm-hmm. We don't value information like we say we do. Because if we did, we wouldn't be in this spot anymore. And I think this is just a a a point. Mm-hmm. We are watching, or we are living, and maybe this is the end of it. I have no idea. Or the beginning could be the beginning of it, but like the last. 30 years, 40 years, I guess, we have just watched slowly how our society has fallen apart at the seams because of what we have placed a value on. Mm-hmm. I mean, just look at the last president. Yeah. That man's stupid. That man is stupid. Yeah. Because we, we, we've, we I think, and, and maybe, and I think this is a point of, of celebrity culture, is that we place too much of a value, you know. It's like, okay, if you if you have money and you're an executive, you're automatically smart. That's not true, right? That's absolutely not true. Obama, and and this isn't a criticism of Obama, but it's Obama was a one term. I don't even think he finished his full his his full term in the Senate before no. he ran for president. No, like there was no institutional knowledge there. When you go back even before then, like to Bill Clinton and George Bush, remember everybody's calling George Bush stupid, George. Uh, w. Bush. Mm-hmm. Everybody was calling Bush stupid. Remember, he tried to open the door. And he was pulling it, and yeah. it was pushed. Like we have just watched. Like we placed a premium on not being smart. Mm-hmm. We have, and now look where we are now. So we'll we'll get into that because I have. There's a really interesting follow up. I want to talk about that. Yeah. Um. Pivoting this conversation, but you're right. I. I. It's weird. I think it's ironic when we're talking about our consuming of. Um, the vaccine and consuming of GMO, and then we can and, and what we've consumed as our political daily, um, you know, intake, yeah. and it's all you know derivative, right? But it's also very destruction oriented yes. to our body and our mind and our consciousness. Yes. And so we've actually, you know, I, I think it all goes hand in hand. It's apropos, you know, and yeah. you know, you see how like um, the the political leaders continually pour in misinformation or politicize things. And we talk about the, you know, pivoting back into the mask um, uh, mandate, specifically uh, the governor here in Florida. Um, and it's like, he's, he's doing it as a political shield for his own ambitions. And it's so blatant, right? It is so blatant because yeah. we know what he's, we know, know what, he's doing. what he's doing. And we know like, it's literally, you know, he, I think he, two weeks ago, he said something like, I just want to see, the, the, you know, I want to go to school where I'm, I see um, the kids, my the kindergartners smiling 
That's what we should be looking for. I want to. That's what I. I, I miss seeing a kindergarten smile, and it's kind of like Bro. you just kind of rolled your eyes, like, "Oh my god, this guy." Is he such doesn't a, care about that. Man. And then, and then no. he he talks about this thing where he said, "You know, we don't want our kids locked down where they can't, you know, and and they're so they're so sullen and saddened, and you know what what kind of nation?" It was kind of like, wait, first of all, a. Number one, what school you send your kids to? Number two, I know damn sure your kids ain't going to no damn lockdown public school. Number Yo, they three, ain't going to Robinson Wood Middle over Pine Hills. Like, that, that, like that's the okay. If if we really, I guess, want to get to the heart of this, when I hear these, what you just said about DeSantis and right. they want to see kids smile and all of this, and to me, this is we are looking out for the most vulnerable. Mm-hmm. That includes children, the elderly. The folks who have an immune system that's been compromised, black people, minorities, because we already don't have access to good health care. And to me, this is a symptom of the majority to where you can't do what you want now. You actually have to care and think about the health and wellness of other people. You don't usually have to do that. And right. now that there's some, like, you know what? Yeah, let, let's just wear a mask for a little bit longer. And, and here's the other thing. Orange County mask mandate is only for 30 days. It's only for 30 days, This yeah. isn't even for the full school year. Yeah. And you are freaking out about this. At the Seminole County Orange, uh, Orange Seminole County School Board meeting uh, last month, they were burning masks outside. This is because the majority is not able to do what they please. And so for some in the majority who are like, okay, y'all wilding, look, we're we just going to have them wear masks for a few more days. That's all. Like, it's not good. How is a mask impacting your child? You know what I mean? The socialization of your children. Like, if, okay, we really want to get into a conversation about how that works. Let's talk to some black parents, some Latino parents, some native. Like, th- this is all about the majority. So. Let's talk about that, the majority, right? So we talked about Barbara Jenkins and Lavender Weaver, yeah. right? And we were in a group chat, and you know, yeah. we talked about how, you know, this waiver. You said it's moving into privatization of, yeah. um, of public education. Public, public education. Yeah. And I think there was a comment um, by one of the people in the in the group chat was like, you know, um, clear. This is clearly designated to help one sector of the community. You know, the financially, yeah, um, the financially, capable. yeah. And uh, you want to you want to tear into that a little bit? I don't I don't necessarily agree with that. I think that Orange County politicians in general, um, I just got to be really careful with how I phrase this. Yes, yeah, don't get, don't get fired. <laughs> um, you know you you have to be careful because Democrats don't control this state. Republicans do, and so I think for Orange County politicians and those who may be politically adjacent, like the superintendent, is that you have to be mindful of how your decisions are going to affect the whole. And I respect that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> However, I do wish that at times we will be a little bit more narrow in our thinking and how we view things. Mm-hmm. And that sometimes I think we take in the opinions of too many when making decisions for a few and that can work to our detriment at times. With the mass mandate, you know, I, I have two kids, man. And if I was sending them back to school, like, they would have to wear a mask, whether it's mandated or not. Yeah. However, I want the leaders that we have put in place to make decisions of this nature to look out for the most vulnerable. Right now, kids are in that most vulnerable 
because there's no vaccine that has been approved for emergency use for children. I know it's supposed to be coming. But that's not coming until like November. Yeah, but it's not here yet. My kids will be in well into the school year. Well into the school year by the end. It's not here yet. So the the best way that we can protect them since, you know, they're and, and I agree with this as well because I saw it firsthand. Virtual, you know, learning was horrible for a lot of our kids. Yeah. But we don't have the infrastructure to support that. We just don't. So we're going to send them back face to face. How do we best protect not just them, but teachers as well? Look, man, you, you just said your, your child is graduating from daycare, going to kindergarten. You know how rampant sickness can be in daycares. Like, you know, like your next thing you know, your, your child's coming home with a runny nose. Like, you know how it is. Yeah. So, you know, that's just a continue. Kindergarten is just a continuation of that. Yeah. So are we doing the best for the most vulnerable? And that, that's basically how I judge politicians. Mm-hmm. And if we're not, then, okay. What's the next best thing we can do since I don't think you have the political fortitude to press forward with the best decision? So when Barbara or when the superintendent came out and said, hey, um, we're going to mandate masks for all of our employees and faculty for at least 30 days. And we are going to strongly encourage parents to have their, you know, their students wear wear masks. I was a little disappointed. Not going to lie. I Mm. was. But I understood it because Mm. the threat was we're going to take your money away, dog. Mm-hmm. We're gonna take your money away, and yeah. she's like, no, "Yeah, yeah, we, we, we can't. We're like the, what, I think Orange County's like the tenth largest school district in the country, or something like that. Yeah, or? and like the what, the second or third in the state. Like it's yeah. a very large school district. Yeah. And then to your point, you're an attorney. You know this. They, they got attorneys behind the scenes that are like, no, 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 no. You do not make that the decision that you make. You can make us wear them, but the kids, no, we we just cannot. So when DeSantis balked. When some, of the, when some of these other school districts was like, all right, bet, take it away. Yeah. Like, I wanted us to be like Gainesville and Brevard when yeah. they said, okay, I'm going to put it on the table and I dare you to take That's it. That's what I wanted to see it. Yeah. I wanted, because you know what? He needs to be, DeSantis, I always say, he running around like he pocket 96. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? He running yeah. around like he can't be touched. Mm-hmm. You know, like. Like he, picture you know, rolling yeah, like picture, yeah, spitting in the camera <laughs> under, yeah. under, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? Like he just, he, he operating right now, you yeah. know, and he's yeah. like, he's like, I dare you to violate me. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, and I was glad when Duval County was like, yeah, okay, bet, bet. Yes. You that's what like, they said, all right, that's yeah. what you want to do? Yeah. All right, cool. And he was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but I also thought that it was, that there was somebody to your point made a point in the group chat that said that, you know, they're really good at strategy. And my point, the point that I was attempting to make was that I, I agree with that, mm-hmm. but I think they're good at strategy because they control everything, not because they're making good decisions. Yeah. So the strategy that they're putting forth is obviously in the best interests of their constituency yeah. and not necessarily the whole. Yeah. So when you say, you know what, let's back away from this. I don't think that's the best decision. The best decision is let's offer them vouchers so that they can go to private school. Thing is, the legislature hasn't approved it. The state school board did. So I don't even know if it's legal for them to do so. Mm. But it doesn't matter. Right. Like, the decision has been made. How much money is left in this voucher program? Right. How will, Like, what schools are going to? So the other example would be, you know, if you take them to a private school, if there's a private school in your community, you're just like, you know what? Yeah, I've actually I've wanted to put my school. Now I have the opportunity. I have to a waiver. My, yeah. And then they mandate masks. Then what do you do? So, I, I just I think this entire. But you how know, many people can actually afford private school? Not a lot. 
what kind of okay? Let's let's walk into that. Yeah. What's the demographic of people who who actually operate in private schools? Well, see, and I think that's the other thing is you know this has been put forth as a way to help struggling students or to take student not necessarily take them away but to give them a better opportunity and parental choice. This all operates under the guise of uh, choice. Parent, parental choice. Yeah. yeah, which is BS. So why is that BS, Chase? <laughs> Because I think the idea of choice is subjective, and secondarily, the choice isn't necessarily to help students because I haven't seen any uh, evidence or data to show that private schools or charter schools are better than public schools. Mm-hmm. They have different rules that they operate by. So if, if, if to me at least, if you're going to tell me that the state has the ability to spend public money on private education, the rules need to be the same, if not more stringent. The state has not done that. Matter of fact, I think for some charter schools, like, you know, the the rules are just completely different. Mm -hmm. So if it's about choice and about allowing students a better opportunity in the future, they're not giving that choice to me Mm -hmm. because you're not presenting evidence to show that, the school that Kamar runs versus the school that Orange County Public School runs, like this is better because I can show you how it's better. Yeah. The students, even even if the documentation was, well, all these kids go to college, that doesn't necessarily make it better to me. You need to show me some evidence. Like yeah. the reading comprehension is better. The math skills right, right, have right. The proficiency, yeah. All of yeah. that. Yeah. They're, they're like, we don't get that information. It's just that, no, this is better. But behind it, it's you're just basically putting more money in your homeboy's pockets because mm-hmm. Kamara's a Republican. He's supporting me for years. He runs this, this private school. They've been lobbying to get some of this public money mm-hmm. for vouchers to send more to send more students to that. So basically, you're paying the state is paying for your child to go to a private institution, and we have no clue if that child is being educated better. Um, somebody in the group chat mentioned that it's just modernized modern day. Uh, segregation. Yeah. Well, okay. I I, I I think when we talk about segregation, you know, I thought it was an interesting comment. It was. Way. It was. But I, I would have to see some evidence of right. where that comes from. Right. And I, and I think the person who made it is an extremely smart person. Uh, everybody in the group chat is really smart. Yeah. And both, you know, educationally and politically. Mm-hmm. This is a very high level. You know, political group chat. Yeah, so, you know, and, and I get it, though, but I, uh, okay, let me back up. Mm-hmm. I understand the sentiment. Yeah. I do, because if you look at some of the schools in, you know, black areas, and we look at, you know, like Jones High School, mm-hmm. um, Eccleston Elementary. Evans. Um, Evans. We look yeah. at Phyllis Wheatley Elementary over on Popka. Oak Ridge. Oak Ridge. Like, some of these schools traditionally, at least over the last... You know, decade or so. When These you are all at, Central Florida Orlando schools, by the way. Yeah. yeah. When you look at their grades at the end of the year, they are some of these schools turn out to be F schools. Like Rock Lake Elementary, I think, at one point was an F school. I think Jones is like was a B, was a B school at one point, though. Or they were recently. Yeah. Like Jones has improved a lot. Yeah. It has. But I, I don't like grades like that because it, it just – this <laughs> this state is just so bad, man. Because to me, if you're an F school – why am I taking resources away from your school because the school isn't doing well? To me, right. you need to be paying more, more money. Resources. Right, right, right. Okay, I feel you. Like yeah. it's like we're gonna we're going to penalize you 
for being bad for being bad rather than we're going to reward you or not yeah. rather than we're going to try to help you rather not reward you but we're yeah, going to we're going to we, take what can we do to get this up because yes. there's clearly there's something going on yeah. in this school i think there was a, a district there was i think it was jefferson county and I, and I don't quote me on that i could be wrong but the state basically came in and it was all charter for a while mm-hmm. because they're like y'all are doing terrible we're going to get you know we're going to change it or whatever education the premium on education is a fallacy. And I just saw a study as you and you and I were here talking and I felt this way for a while that, I, you know, we hear also, we, we hear so much that education is the great equalizer, mm-hmm. that that is your key into unlocking your potential and opportunity and all that. And as I got older and I, <laughs> I just saw like that's not true. Right. That's not true. I'm not telling you not to get an education. I want you to get an education. But I think to sell this dream that as soon as you get your degree and that, you know, you graduate from high school and college that the world is yours. Mm-hmm. That is absolutely false. Yeah. And we've been sold this dream for so long and they did a really good job of selling it to us. That we believe it. I hear politicians say it all the time. And I think you kind of have to say it now. Because you do. I, you know, I, I want kids to go to college. If that's for them. But I want us to be realistic about what those expectations are going to be once you just get your bachelor's. Go get your master's. Go get your PhD if that's what you want. But also understand there's going to be some, there potentially could be some debt behind that. You are you are going to experience some inequities in the workforce if you go work for whatever company. Your white counterpart could be could potentially make 20, 30 grand more than you, not because they're smarter or better, but because they're skin color. So I I, I just want us to be more honest about the idea of what education can do for us. And that goes back to the private versus public versus charter school debate, this mm. mass mandate debate. So that's why I say like the premium that we have placed on stupidity <laughs> has destroyed, destroyed our society. And I don't know how you get it back. I just don't. I, I don't think that, I don't think, I think reading is overrated. And here's why I say that. <laughs> Listen, wait, 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 wait. Here's why I say reading is overrated. Okay. You and I can read the same book. Okay. Come away with two different conclusions, which is fine. But I've come across way too many people who've read some of the text that we are, you know, supposedly supposed to read to, uh, you know, make us better or right. make us perform better society. Mm-hmm. And it did nothing for them. If anything, it sent them in the other direction. But I think the reason why is because we placed a premium on being stupid. <laughs> like, I just, like, man... The stupidity. I know you come across it on it. You cannot tell me, man. Just scrolling your social media, I looking do. at like yeah. dog. I stopped. I stopped messing around with Facebook because I just saw too much stupid stuff. And I said, we we've given everybody has a platform now to mm-hmm. present whatever information they want. Mm-hmm. And I remember one time I posted a meme, I think on Facebook or whatever, and it's <laughs> and it was obviously a joke. It said uh, the reason why they're called hush puppies is because when slaves were escaping. Um, that they would oh, feed God. dogs to hush puppies and they would say hush puppy so that they could. But I had so many people take it serious. And I said, okay, all right. You're like, I can't. Okay. I, I cannot do this anymore. <laughs> I cannot. I cannot. 
but but going back to our original conversation, just about um, you know where we are now with mass mandates versus uh, education. What DeSantis and Richard Corcoran, who is the um, uh, education commissioner for the state of Florida, is that this all goes toward they don't like public education. They think that private education and parental mm-hmm. choice and air quotes is better. Mm-hmm. And this is just a way to get more, to pull more students away from public education, to put them into some of these private institutions. I, I, I've, I want to talk about DeSantis and, you know, it's like, okay, we know his objective, right? Yes. It's to get to the white house, white house before that. He has to actually win yes. the government mansion. Is he? I saw a poll last week. Was it last? All these. It was last week. It was last week. It said that you know he's actually trailing the Democratic. He was trailing Chris. Chris. Yeah. I don't really believe polls in uh, sixteen months out from. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think he's vulnerable. He's more vulnerable. That's what I wanted to ask you. Do you feel like DeSantis is vulnerable? I think he's more vulnerable now than he was. You know, six months ago, when he took that victory lap and he was yelling at reporters, and that Pounding national, chest. yeah, that National Review article came out saying, you know, where does DeSantis go to get his his apology? Um, you know, we'll see where we are in nine months. You know, if if we a lot can happen in nine months, a whole lot. If if we are in another surge come next year, which is completely possible, because I don't think this thing is. You know, after the Delta variant, you know, kind of makes its way through the club, then there's another variant at the door. Lambda. Yeah. And there's going to be another well, one. Well, the first one is Delta variant plus, which yeah. is, so it sounds like a streaming service. It does. And then, it does. And then, and then we'll, uh, that, I will, that I will be paying for and right. that I won't be watching, you know? Yeah. I, I just, I think. And okay, you can. I think in this case, you can compare it to the flu. It's like that's why you get a flu shot every year because there's a different variant. Mm-hmm. You know, you get one flu shot this year. That's the idea. That idea that you they know mutate. We, yeah, it mutates. But you know, we um, you say one's going to come through the club, and we have another one, and we're probably eventually going to get to shout out to Russell Drake, the Omega variant, right? <laughs> right. And so, uh, <laughs> and so. Um, yeah. So if if within nine months, you know, we've gone through say. I don't know, two more surges, then I think he can absolutely be beat. I just, I I don't know. Democrats are really bad at messaging. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that we can carry what's happening now a year from now because we're in what, August and the election is in November. Yeah. So from August when the primary will happen. It's about 13 months. Yeah, it's just way too much time. Like I said, he's more vulnerable. I still expect him to win. But I don't think it's a slam dunk as it was. And and look, within that nine months, maybe he can change and flip. And the state comes out of this, and he's able to take another victory lap. Well, the weight of his hypocrisy and, um, you know, demagoguery really affect his ascension. That's what I'm hoping. Because I don't know if there's a Democratic candidate that can take his knees out from him, but it's going to have to be the weight. Like he's going to have to hang himself by his own rope. I think, you know, we could be looking at what happened with Trump. Like I, I think the Trump lost to me at least because he was just so indignant about 
I do think so. I think actually the um, it's a lot of people think it with Biden. I said it. You could at that point you could have put it wasn't Biden. He could have put anybody in there. Which, by the way, how's Biden's response to this been different from Trump? Oh, we'll get to that. Okay. Let's All let's right. move into that. Right. Um, yeah, I, I kind of I, I, there's a whole section because I want to <laughs> yes. talk about. I have this is a, let's let's actually let's let's play with that idea, All right? Um, and Finishing this point, though, yeah, um, I really do think this state is really being led by nobody. Correct. You know, we have no leadership, no leadership, yeah. right? And you know, we're looking at for DeSantis just finishing this point that I really do feel like he's um, moving into a dangerous territory mm-hmm. to where you know he is going to be the victim of his own, you know, uh, I guess political motivations. Yeah. Right. And. He's back. He's backing himself into a corner. He, pa- he's, he's, he painted yeah. the room. He's painting the room, and then he's looking around like, "Oh shit! I just painted myself into the corner." You know, if if he continues down that path, then I can see him losing to where the state just like we just have mass death, which we already have mass death, mm-hmm. and and I th- I think that's the interesting part about all of this is that America does a really good job of looking the other way on a lot of things. Yeah, and we don't stay in the present for long. There have been over 600,000 people to perish in this country from this pandemic. And we get Lollapalooza was packed. Um, Rolling got, loud. Yeah, we got concerts all over the place. More more festivals. Are, more yeah. festivals. People are going back to work. Kids are going back to school. And it's worse than it was, was than when it first started. Mm-hmm. And the reason I asked the question about Biden, which I know we'll get back to is because, you know, his press secretary was like, we're not going backwards. Like, no, nah, yeah. like y'all crazy. Like, no, we are going to continue to push forward. Yeah. And I know if one of Trump's press secretaries would have said that it would have been even a land base set it on fire, man. So, you know, um, thinking about this, uh, conversation, I had a really interesting theoretical conversation. We're talking about this Trump. And I always said that, you know, Trump, his problem was, to your point, that he treated the virus so indignantly, right? And he actually had this thing where he he tried to use austerity in the view of this virus yeah. instead of understanding that we live in a globalized society. But the problem is Trump has run on an austerity ideal for Americanism. And... Now he painted himself in the corner because now he had to keep that same energy, yeah. you know, yeah. and yeah. and and application to how he viewed the virus because he couldn't he didn't feel like he could pivot and be like, all right, this is a this is a global thing. Mm-hmm. Let's go ahead and make this a global response and let's work with our global partners in figuring this out. Now he had to be like, no, it's not a virus. It's, the, it's a Chinese virus. It's not going to affect America. Yep. Like it's you know we're we're going to close our borders. Like he's he he. He was thinking in, and then so then the world reacted. They're like, oh, okay, well, if America ain't fucking with it, then you know what? Then you know, that's real. That's real. So everybody else like started. Yeah. Italy started. Italy closed the border when they saw that we were being, you know, the big stupid, stupid with it. Yes. Everybody's like, all right, fuck it. It's every man for himself, yes. right? Yes. And then, you know, Trump being Trump. You know, he tried to skirt responsibility. So then he said, I don't want the federal government to be in control of this. I'm going to let the states take care of it. Right. Mm-hmm. Then you had 50 different governors creating 50 different policies. Yeah, right. Yeah. And, you know, you had 
here at, on the extreme, you had those in Florida. Florida never shut down, really. And so we did, though. Okay, well, yeah, we did. We did. Yeah. But, I mean, but comparatively. I get what you're saying. And I get com- what you're saying. Comparatively to other states. To yeah. California, because yeah. I have relatives and yeah. friends in California um, and, and in New York, which New York's governor's going to some things right now. <laughs> and so um, <laughs> so you had, as well as California's governor, because they're talking about a recall, yeah. but, um, which is interesting, right? Larry Elder versus Gavin Newsom. Yeah. Um, so you had the two opposite extremes. Mm-hmm. And you had uh, a president at the time who allowed this to happen yeah. because he skirted the idea of leadership mm-hmm. in this particular thing. And he wanted to politicize this virus when it should, the proper method should have been like, we're not going to politicize this. We're not going to create a red versus blue response. We're going to create a red, white, and blue response. You know who would have been really good at this? Who? Obama. Yes. Because he would have had that same attitude. Yeah. It's not a red state versus a blue state thing. This is an America thing. Yeah. Like, like he would have sang that song and it would have been not necessarily kumbaya because remember the Arizona governor was pointing her finger yeah. at him on the tarm- tarmac. Not saying that there wouldn't have been issues, but I think that he would have set the right tone. Right. So let me ask you that, right? Yeah. Because I'm going somewhere with this. Mm-hmm. I always wonder, in an alternative universe, did you ever watch uh, Loki? No. You don't watch comedy. I forget. You don't like. I'm not really a big huge. Yeah. yeah. So this, this anyway, alternative universe. Yeah. Comic shit. Nerd shit. Yeah. Right? Uh, so. I did watch Quantum Leap back in the day. Oh, Quantum Leap's great. Yeah. Shout out to Quantum Leap, man. Um, so on an alternative timeline. If Hillary Clinton was president, oh God, yes, <laughs> would not only would the response be different, but mm-hmm. I'm going to add this caveat: would it still be politicized? Because people would still, if she would have been like, "Hey, we're going to push out this vaccine," I think it still would have been the same because people would have been like, "They her yeah. appeal, yeah, 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 absolutely, wasn't that high." And yeah. so if she would have been like, hey, we got this new vaccine, everybody would be like, oh, here comes this globalist trying yes. to yeah, take, absolutely. you know what I mean? Like, people yeah. are like, I'm not taking anything that the Clintons are giving us, yep. you yep. know? Yeah, absolutely. And it would have been like, you see what they did to Haiti. Right. Like, yeah, I, I 100% agree that if she would have beaten Trump and this would have came, I think our response would have been better, yes. She would have had a, yes, a more American globalized view. Yeah, but I, I also think just the infrastructure would have been there. You know, like yeah. Trump dismantled. Yeah. So much when he got in. Yeah. That I think we would have been better prepared for. Obviously. It. But I absolutely agree. But as soon as the vaccine came out, yeah. it would have been, oh, I'm not taking that. Yeah. Like, no, I'm not getting anything the Clintons want me to get. Right. Not only that, I'm not taking anything a woman tells me to that, put into my body. That part. I, yeah. It, it, and I think that the, the funny part, not the funny part, but if I'm Trump, or at least, you know, Trump's team, this vaccine was developed under his watch. Yeah. Whether he was the one to lead it or not, you know, eventually Obama became okay with, you know, being called Obamacare and they took they took leadership of it. Yeah, and they tried to control the narrative. It's yeah. like, yeah, call it Obamacare. Yeah, I don't That's care. Fine. Yeah. yeah. This would have been the Trump virus if um not Trump virus, I'm sorry, the, the Trump, Trump vaccine. vaccine. Because they all remember mm-hmm. Operation yeah. Lightspeed. It yeah. didn't happen at Lightspeed. Yeah. But Moderna, Johnson and Johnson and Pfizer all created a vaccine yeah. while Trump was president. Mm-hmm. It all started to come out, was it after he left office, but it was developed well, while he was it, there. It was actually um it started to come the out trials, but the trials yeah. but they, but he actually received the shot Yes. Early on in, in trial that's period. That's what I'm saying. Like if 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 his response would have been different, we would have still been under 
a Trump presidency, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. But I think the inverse of that is what in the world are we looking at with Biden? I think, go ahead. I was just going to say, I just think that they have better communicators. That's all it is. I was going to say that I think that's just a, a better way of communicating their messaging. You know, I, I think that they're and probably. And they're, he's not as, he's, and this is, a, again, DeSantis doing the Trump playbook. I don't think he's as, he doesn't agitate. He doesn't. That's the thing. Yeah. Trump doesn't. is purposely agitated. You know, he just agitates people and he's trying to create yeah. an adversary in every single corner of the room. Yeah. Where Biden is not trying to do that, he's not trying to be, uh, create an adversary. Whether you like him or not, mm-hmm. you can say he's like, no, I'm not going to engage in that. I think that there are some internal things that Biden has probably done better, and what I mean by that is there are some folks that he's put in place, some processes that he's put in place, and some infrastructure that he's built internally that is probably way better than anything Trump could have created. I'll, I'll give Biden credit for that. But I think the approach to a lot of things is the same, like with uh, rental assistance and some of the money that's flowing down to states and local governments. Mm-hmm. Trump's rules were a little bit tighter and Biden has um, released some of those things, which I think is you know, helpful on some levels. However, there are some things that I hope would come from Biden that we just haven't seen. Um, I still go back to say I think Warnock is going to have problems. When he goes up for re-election in 2022 in Georgia, because you were on camera saying, I'm going to give you $2,000 if you vote for this man. So here's the thing. Where's my money, Joe? Dog. Where's my money, Dog. Joe? No, you didn't I want my give money, us 600 Joe. Trump gave us 600 yeah. You did not give it to I him. want my money, Joe. We didn't do it, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> so, but no, I, I do think, though, like, I, 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 Ponder this all the time, and this yeah. is among the hundreds of other things that I ponder. But people are going to be looking at it. They're like, "Man, like Joe didn't, you know, where's my money at? Like he or, you know, all this stuff that Democrats were pushing in November 2020 and December of 2020. Where is it? You know, where is it? I know he's pushing this infrastructure bill, and yeah, and you know, there's going to be a whole podcast on that. Like just to, you know, um, I don't know what Democrats are gonna look like in in the midterms overall. I think they're gonna get ran, man. I think they're gonna get they could run I off the court because I, ran. I don't think you know he's gonna try. They're, they're pushing. This, he's laying his hat on this infrastructure bill, yeah. and the idea that you think this infrastructure bill is gonna be the thing that's gonna carry you over to the midterms. I no, no, Joe. <laughs> I think that. Going back to what Biden has better communicators. Uh, Jen, I can't remember her last name, uh, starts with a P. His press secretary is really good at her job. Mm-hmm. Um, the under press secretaries, in air quotes, that he has, they are really good at their job. Mm-hmm. So I think that the way things have been communicated out is much better um, and more efficient and streamlined. However, for your press secretary to make a statement as you are watching people die, as you are watching hospitals fill up with kids, as you are watching, you know, us probably go back to a point to where remember when New York had a morgue on the street yeah. because they could not handle the amount of dead bodies that were coming in from the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. For you to say, oh no, you know, we said that we our economy is back on track. We're not locking back down. That's what I mean when I say that America does a really horrible job 
of remaining in the present. We're always looking toward the future and we are watching, you know, a generation of people pass away. Mm-hmm. And I think for the last two presidents, Republican and Democrat, that, you know, we always say that, you know, well, history won't be kind to us a lot. You know, history was kind to slave owners to for centuries before we finally get to a point to where you're like, you know what, maybe we shouldn't have. It's there. And it's st- we still ain't. Still ain't there. We still ain't we there. still ain't there all the way. But yeah. It's like, maybe we shouldn't have named the school after yeah, Jefferson R- Davis. Uh, so. Robert E. Lee. Yes. Like, we probably shouldn't have monuments yeah, of like <laughs> slave owners. Probably like, wasn't a good idea. Yeah. Um, On reflection. And uh, to a point I heard Bomani Jones say this, and I, I was like, I never thought about it like that, that a lot of the people who are holding on to this, like, don't take those monuments away because it's history or whatever. If you take them away, what else do they have? Nothing else. Yeah, yeah, you have like, nothing to be proud of. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't be proud of this in the first place. But if you take that away, what's your culture? What's your history? What is your lineage? It's, there's there's a, nothing. There's a whole thing about... um. And we're going off subject here, but uh, 20 seconds. I'll try to keep it. Uh, I saw this whole thing about a, a debate that was happening in Kansas between high school students talking about the importance or, you know, not the uh, debating the monuments and or Confederacy or the Confederate flag. And um, I thought it was interesting. I mean, I thought it was a, it was good viewing, but it was also maddening someone who actually watches history and knows yeah. history i was like god why is nobody bringing up this point then i have to remember these kids are like 16 years old yeah. so yeah. i was like you like, know the video really young, you, yeah. you know the video i'm talking about yeah. and i was like god like nobody's bringing up this point that point x y i was like yeah. okay with well, these kids kamara you're a history scholar yeah so you would actually defeat a lot of these points but you know i at least give them credit mm-hmm. for bringing up this subject yeah. but you're one part one uh part that you know this is where i want to uh bring it up where somebody said, well, there's other parts of his, um, Southern heritage that we can focus on. We don't need the Confederacy. In my mind, I'm like, I was racking my brain like, what parts what are they? What parts are uh, y'all talking are, about? Right. Like, <laughs> I, was like, I, was like, I was like, educate me. Like, you know, this is the part where I would love yeah, to. Because I'm like, okay, well, what like is it? I saw this lady on TikTok. She was making something called an Oreo salad. Yeah. And I'm looking at it like. Is this and I'm like okay, so is this the culture y'all talking about? I was what? trying to, I literally was, and I was not trying to be disrespectful. I was literally was thinking to myself like, what, are, what, what are the- else are? Because like this is what everything was built on, right? It was built on exploitation and slavery, and and this would be a perfect time to educate me. This yes. would be a perfect time to get yes. me to okay. Educate. Well, tell me what it is yeah. because I haven't figured out what in the world you are talking about, right? But I again, like I, I just I we we do a horrible job. Of, um, again, just kind of staying in the press. Like you know, they'll have a, a moment of silence, probably some type of ceremony next year, yeah. um, to ensure that we are remembering those that we lost. But you have so many people that will be permanently disabled by yeah. this virus that survived. Yeah. Um, the clip you played earlier where the lady said, "You know, 100 percent of the people in St. Louis County survived." Okay, that's great, but we have long haulers. We yeah. have people who. You know, have neurological, and I know I completely butchered that word, but have issues that will last them for the rest of their lives. What are we doing to help these people, man? That's yeah. what I said. Like, we we just don't do a good job of taking care of our most vulnerable because we're always looking at this from the viewpoint of the majority. Yeah. And for the most part, because the majority controls all the resources, they have all the resources, they have access to all the resources. 
the vast majority of them are going to be okay. And I think this goes back to DeSantis, where he is a true believer in herd immunity. Like he he views this virus as unfortunately people are going to die and people are going to get sick, and that's just the way it is. It, you know, it's that uh, whole that that Shrek thing, um, the first Shrek movie. Uh, where you know Lord Farquhar, he says, "A lot of you are going to die, but that is the risk I'm yes. willing to take." <laughs> that's kind of some of you may die, so, but that is the risk. <laughs> I'm, I, that's I'm a willing to take the yes. sacrifice that I'm willing to take. That's, yeah. that, yes, that is DeSantis. <laughs> yeah. That is DeSantis. You know, <laughs> um, like, but that's not. He's he's okay with that. Like right. he's perfectly fine with that. And I think for the for the rest of us who, if you know, I'll, I'll use myself as an example. If you know, God forbid, if I end up getting sick and dying from this virus, my whole family is screwed. Yeah, but I'm not alone in that. Yeah, there are plenty of us who are that way. And if we viewed it differently, to me, there's no reason why we shouldn't still be sending people like you. You giving people the child tax credit that comes out monthly. Yeah. You know, that's like a two, three hundred dollar check that comes out or whatever. Yeah. There's no reason why we shouldn't be giving people thousands of dollars to take care of their rent, their bills, their health care costs, all of that until we are clearly have this thing in the rear view. But we always view things from an austerity perspective. Like, OK, well, you you, you don't you don't really work as hard as I think you should. You don't deserve this. Right. And I think that that's a that's a symptom, or maybe it's not a symptom of capitalism, but it is a symptom of capitalism. Yeah, it's just when when I look at these things like the rental assistance programs that go off across the country, and if you look at some of those rules, I'm thinking we just want to keep people in houses, man. Yeah, like if you you can't on one if, if I'm talking to you, you're saying, look, man, look, like I, I'm working my behind off to make sure that we eradicate homelessness as long as I'm so and so. You're like, all right, well. We got all this money that's in the back that we can use to keep people in the homes. Well, I mean, I can't do nothing about that. If a landlord wants to kick you out, landlord wants to kick you out. And it's like, okay, well, which which direction are we going in, dog? Because yeah. if that is the case, like I know for a fact I've seen people get kicked out of their homes after they've gotten rental assistance because the rental assistance paid what was in arrears. Yeah. Didn't pay what was coming up. Yeah. And they were like, you know, we've been waiting on the money. So while they were waiting on the money to hit their account they kicked the lady out got the money and of course she couldn't go back now yeah. she has an eviction on her record right like that's what i mean when i say we don't take care of our most vulnerable and to me this is where democrats lose because we ever since and this was this is reaganism to me like reagan was what his last year of, of being in office was what 88 could be a year or two off it was, it was, it was 88 we are yeah. still we are still reckoning with reaganism Still, yeah, we still have pre- we've had Democrat and Republican presidents since then, and the economic ideals that he put forth are still what we are living off of, mm-hmm. and it has been to our detriment. So when I say we place a premium on stupidity, that's the type of stupidity I'm talking about as well, because there's no reason why, man, there's no reason why anybody should lose their home because of COVID. They've been unable to work. They're a long hauler or whatever it may be. There is no reason why any teacher or healthcare worker should want for anything in this country right now, man. Yeah. Look, man, if you're a doctor or a nurse, if you're a nurse and you've been working on a COVID floor, if you need a new car, the government should be buying you a new car, man. 
Yeah. Like, and I'm just talking about just basic resources because you are the ones. Not only that, I'll, I'll use uh, Kirk Cousins as an example. He, oh God, he put out this video. He's <laughs> like, you know, I just I just take solace in knowing that if I do get sick, there are going to be workers out there to take care of. Do you understand Man, how I, idiotic that sounds? Yeah. We've given you a vaccine to stop you from coming to the hospital. Oh, who do you say? I'm gonna put. I'm willing to put myself in a plexiglass. Like dog, like you know, and they're like, you know, there's a thing you could do to, to avoid Man. living in a plexiglass. Like his father. Did a whole. Oh my gosh. There was a clip of his father. You yes. know, I don't even. I don't. Know, it. It was dumb. Yes. The way he was talking, like it just. But these are the people, to your point, that are having the loudest microphones. Mm-hmm. His father's, a, you know, um, a pastor, pastor with a, from a mega church and yeah. whatnot. Um, because so I want to talk about idiocy, right? But I'm going to play a clip, mm-hmm. and there's a second part of that clip that really, I really want to pour into. What about the border? It sounds like I know you are, but what am I? What's next? I'm rubber and you're glue? Nanan boo boo? Not exactly a JFK profile and courage moment. More like Senator John Kennedy of Louisiana, another Delta variant hotspot. That Senator Kennedy recently told people in his state to vaccinate or don't vaccinate. Whatever. We need to spend all of our efforts trying to convince folks that the costs of the vaccine are substantially less than the benefit. Let me say it again. If you don't want to take the vaccine, don't take it. Don't take it? Hold on. These politicians, they know better. Take a look at this. DeSantis is a graduate of Harvard Law and Yale. Hawley went to Yale Law and Stanford. Kennedy studied at Oxford, UVA, and Vanderbilt. Anybody who's gone to an elite university not only passed a science class, but should also value expertise. And the experts are telling us to listen to the science, that it's better to be vaccinated, that masks will help in areas where COVID rates are soaring. And yet some of these GOP leaders won't say the science part out loud. Just the other day, and we've been talking about this this afternoon, an 11-month-old girl in Texas, another hard-hit state, had to be flown 150 miles away for treatment because hospital beds are full in her town. People should not have to die so some politicians can own the libs. They're not owning anybody, but they may end up owning the pandemic because they're prolonging it. Perhaps it's time to start naming these new variants that may be coming out after them, instead of the Delta variant. Why not call it the DeSantis variant? We could sell beer koozies that say. So, I, you know, he keeps going on. That was Jim McConnell from CNN. But yeah. one of the things I thought was interesting, I think we have to get away from this concept of so so and so went to an Ivy League school. Yo, thank you. <laughs> so they thank they you. are profiles in leadership because of they have They're that, smart just because you yes. Like we really have to stop doing that. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you, just because and so many of those people are legacies that you got in because your parents went or you like I, just because you went to college and graduated does not mean you are intelligent. Right. It does not. And I, I think the, the further we get into how this society has progressed with 
you know, um, education and more information and developments in technology, I think that we've been able to recognize that so much of what we've been taught was some bullshit. And the idea that because you went to Harvard Law or you graduated from Yale, that, you know, that just means that you are just, um, you know, you're just more intelligent than most people. I think that black people have known that that's been a lie for a while mm-hmm. because, you know, otherwise, you know, we, we yeah, we, we celebrate. I'm not saying that you shouldn't be celebrated for going to those institutions, but just because you graduated from one doesn't mean that you are more you know, intelligent than the next man. And for DeSantis, I kept hearing that, you know, well, he's a smart man. He's And I'm like, what it, evidence do you have? Right, well, because he graduated Naval, Naval Academy and he went to Harvard and Yale. What and- evidence has he shown, especially here lately, that he is an intelligent person? Well, here's the thing. I think he is intelligent because he understands his base. Like, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to, okay. like, I... I'm, I'm following you. He is very, he's... Very keen on what what plays, okay, you know, and I, I'm gonna tell you like he's very good, man. He's very good. Like I'm, I, like I'm not a DeSantis fan, obviously, but I'm. I want to play this clip here that I thought was a very, I thought it was a very good DeSantis clip. So I'm actually I'm play two, but here's the first one. Joe Biden has taken to himself to try to single out Florida um, over COVID. Uh, this is a guy who ran for president saying he was going to, quote, shut down the virus. And what has he done? He's imported more virus from around the world by having a wide open southern border. Why don't you do your job? Why don't you get this border secure? And until you do that, I don't want to hear a blip about COVID from you. Thank you. You know, there's that one, and then there's this one. One of the major uh, medical people in his administration just recently told parents that they should be wearing masks at home when they're around their own children. This is insane. Joe Biden also believes that vaccination should be mandated by force of government and that you should have to show vaccination status to be able to participate in society. Now, Florida, we're very proud of our seniors first strategy. You look at the mortality in nursing homes among seniors, it's declined dramatically. But we said from the beginning, we're going to make it available for all but we're not going to mandate it on anybody. That's ultimately an individual's choice to be able to do it. Biden, he rejects science because he denies the fact that people that recover from COVID have long-lasting immunity. And that's been proven time and time again, and the data is very clear. So his vision is, just like in New York City, restaurants should ban young kids from being able to go in because they're not eligible for vaccination. And law-abiding citizens have to produce proof of their medical records just to go to the gym or attend an event or just to participate in everyday society. He wants that, but yet if you want to vote, he thinks it's too much of a burden to show a picture ID when you're voting. So no voter ID, but have to show your medical papers just to be able to live an everyday life? Give me a break. And so I think the question is, is we can either have a free society or we can have a biomedical security state. And I can tell you, Florida, we're a free state. 
People are going to be free to choose to make their own decisions about themselves, about their families, about their kids' education, and about putting food on the table. And Joe Biden suggests that if you don't do lockdown policies, then you should, quote, get out of the way. But let me tell you this. If you're coming after the rights of parents in Florida, I'm standing in your way. I'm not going to let you get away with it. Yeah, he's that's very. The, he's the very second cool. clip was better than the first. He's very good. Um, see, okay, th- th- this is my minor pushback because I understand where you're coming from. I'm not saying I agree with him. No, no, no. I get what you're saying. He's very good for his base. He's very good for his base, but I think this is where we diverge, and not necessarily you and I, but as a society. When I'm listening to that, it's like, okay, well, I, I lost count of how many dog whistles. It was a lot. It was a lot. This is when I That's when I say Okay yeah he, he can be good for his base I'm not disagreeing with that Yeah Those Both of those clips though To me If you are looking out For the whole Not just What's at this table Which is your base And the entire building That's stupid to me It was very dumb But wait, let me tell you What it was It was Brilliant very for his base Very good for his base Yeah They're gonna vote for him Because they were like Yeah IDs He's right Yes IDs are, You know Borders you know, like yes, yeah. yes, yes. You know, like absolutely children. Like <laughs> it's like he just it was like a snap of the fingers. It's like, all right, well, okay. He was not he was Almost checking off boxes. Had, yes, yes. It's, it's like he had a list, like, okay, I gotta hit that, that, and that. All right, bet, I got you. Yeah. And he's in and you're just like, Oh. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, okay. You know what? You absolutely right. Listen, it was like he was like a music uh, a movie executive yeah. trying to get a trying to say, Okay, what we need in the film, we need to we need uh, damsel distress. We need bad guys. We need da, da, like he, he got was, all of it. He was checking off all these boxes. He got all of it, and he's like, "This is gonna be a blockbuster." He got all of it, and this is exactly what it sounded like to me. I was like, "Oh, this is very good." But see, I think that that could potentially work against him if, like, you know, of course, if if we had an election tomorrow, then you know, he obviously he'd be in some trouble. I don't know. When I say he'd be in some trouble, what this? Uh, what's my boy? Uh, Andrew lost by what thirty thousand? Thirty three thousand. You know, whoever the person maybe may lose by 12,000 mm. you know what I'm saying like I think that the margins will just continue to shrink again who knows what's going to happen 14 months from now I have no idea I don't know because Trump won the state by by what, that's what I mean four points he did I think it may have been larger than like six points six points he, he, yes he he burned the state down yeah he did but what I mean when I say he may have some trouble is that as you continue to just um the word escapes me at the moment, but you are just continuing to coalesce your base and you are just holding on to them tighter and tighter. Mm-hmm. And you're getting closer and closer to them. Then for those so-called moderates and for Democrats who voted for him the first time, it's like, okay, am I more comfortable voting for the guy who's been governor before? And he didn't do a terrible job when he was there. Um, or am I going to vote for the guy who's okay with so you know my say for instance my child has died because of COVID or I lost my wife because of COVID, and DeSantis to me has shown no remorse for any of that. I'm not saying it's his fault that they died. No, but he hasn't shown this. It, it, it the very indignant nature he treats yes. the idea of like, you know, COVID and mask and everything like that is very palatable. Yeah, like even when he said, you know. Uh, Biden's doctor said, you know, parents should wear masks around their children. It's like, okay, do you not remember 
you know, when this first started and doctors and nurses were coming home and they'd have to strip before they went in the house because we just weren't sure how this thing was spreading. Mm -hmm. So they took all of their clothes off, left them outside. And then some of them, obviously this is a, um, this is a, uh, um, what's the word? I don't know what's going on in my brain right now, but, um, they were sleeping in either their guest house or they would come around the back and their children would be in the front just because we just weren't sure how it was being spread. Like, you remember, everybody's yeah. wiping down their fruits and vegetables yeah. and their groceries. My, my wife was wiping down, was spraying down Amazon packages. It. Yeah, yeah, because we just weren't sure. Yeah. And, of course, now we have more information now. We're comfortable with it. We are more comfortable with it. I mean, if we weren't, then Rolling Loud and Lollapalooza wouldn't be as, as yeah. crowded as it was. We're speaking of which... This says state property and the locks are going to be here. I'm definitely not going to that. Bruh, I was looking. I said, oh, okay, that's... God damn it. <laughs> God dang it Oh my gosh I, I, already, I already know like 70% of that crowd Is not going to be vaccinated It said, it said UCF I'm It like, said UCF And I uh, said I want to go so bad like, I'm not going to I, I'm I not going to COVID fest Yeah I can't man I can't But To your point We've gotten more comfortable with it But I also think we have enough leaders Who have gotten comfortable with people dying And the reason why I think there's we diverge on that is because we can't afford death, man. Mm-hmm. We, we we cannot. We cannot afford for people to die if you are black or like or if you're a minority just because our circumstances are so different. We can't even afford to get sick, man. You know how many people so there there was um I can't remember what, what county it was. It was Fulton County in Atlanta where uh, I'm not sorry. Fulton County in Georgia where Atlanta is located. Well, they came out and said, hey, look, if y'all get sick, you ain't getting no time off of this. Like, yeah. you, you are not getting COVID time off. And I'm thinking, what are we doing, man? Like, what are we doing? Yeah. Like, what are you, you're going to send potentially sick teachers to classes with students? Yeah. Like, dog, what are we doing? I just feel like we give politicians so much country that... Let's just say DeSantis is reelected, and ten years from now, somebody has a sit down conversation with him, and you know he doesn't win presidency or whatever. It's like you know what are you one of one of your biggest regrets? And he's smiling like, "Wish I would have handled COVID a little bit better." I don't think he. I don't. Think I'm not saying he will. I'm he, just saying, if we ever got to that point, there wouldn't be a a mess. Like, look at how we've done George Bush now. Yeah, that's true. Like it would be that. It's like, well, you know, I'm glad he acknowledges it. No, no I'm not glad. Do you yeah. know how many graves that had yeah. to be dug because of his indecision? Yeah, yeah. Like, dog, if if he would just to me, DeSantis shut down. Remember, he shut down bars. He shut. It was. It did was, he shut down bars? Or, he did shut down. Or bars. was it the counties? The counties did, but he did as well. Mm-hmm. And he also shut down barbershops and salons. Yeah. So when he says no, we didn't do lockdowns. You technically did. You didn't lock down the entire state. But what he did, which was smart to me at the time, was that he allowed local governments to make their own decisions, which I think sometimes can be best because we always talk about the idea of local control and how the state takes that away. So without local governments making decisions that he was too pussy to make, it saved a lot of people in our state. And so when he came back and he's like, all right, we, we, we getting real out of this because we're in a better place. He took credit for all that, which he could. He could. I'm going to push back on that. Okay. It was the counties who took leadership and he, yes. had, and he had no choice but to follow behind the counties. He, yes. He, he, he was he able was, to take credit for it. Yeah, he, he was able to take credit for it. But he actually, it was up to him. Things wouldn't have been shut down. 
Yeah. He would have like he would have said, Oh no, we're keep we're staying open. Yep. And the count is like the fuck you is <laughs> <laughs> you might want to stay open, but we're shutting down. Yeah. And then they had to, you know, follow suit. And of course that wasn't meant across sixty seven counties because there were certain counties that didn't they were open. Like Seminole County was open. Yeah. But Orange County wasn't. But see and, and that's the thing. When he said, Hey, um, you know, certain counties aren't experiencing the same surge and the same uh, problems that other counties are. And I'm like, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. I still think you need to shut the state down, but I agree with you. So you give, you know, like, mayors, like people don't have cars. <laughs> thank you. Like, okay. You know, we still got borders on counties as well. Yeah. So yeah. you give local governments the, um, the power to make their own decisions. And so then when he releases the, um, Executive order basically rolling all that back Like no you know I'm taking that uh, Power away from you and it's going to go through Me and then he releases the executive Order and I remember Jerry had a Press conference Jerry Dimmons the mayor of Orange County Had a press conference the day that the uh, EO came out and he's like Have y'all seen it because I mean I just saw it came Out but I hadn't had the opportunity to read it he's like This is the type of uh, Lack of leadership that is Frustrating and it's because DeSantis didn't want to make those decisions. And then when he finally said, okay, you know, we're in a much better place. Now I'm going to take over. And it's like whatever internal polling they had to where it showed, um, if you will just push back a little bit harder on masks and vaccinations and these passports and all that, I think that this will make you more popular with your base. He's like, all right, bet, let's do it. Right. Like, let's do it. Right. And now that's where we are now to where... Local governments have no control over anything. He's taking the power away from local governments to even submit emergency declarations on their own related to COVID. They cannot do it. And if they do do it, then the governor has the ability to revoke it. Mm -hmm. Like, that's some madness, man. Like, that's not leadership. Yeah. No, it's it's uh, authoritarianism. For someone who, you know. Preaches freedom all the time. Preaches freedom. Was all like still, you know, hidden Biden on Cuba, you know, and said anything about Haiti, but it's hidden Biden on Cuba and all these, you know, dictatorships and how we don't want that. But you are the one who's not giving locally elected leaders the opportunity to make the decisions that are best for their cities and their counties. And you get to peacock around the country talking about Biden isn't doing anything about the southern border and all this other man. It's like this is like this is this is so stupid, man. Like we are. Watching people die before our eyes because we do not have leadership in place. And he is on, I think his approval rating was at like 44%. To me, like that should be in the 20s, man. And that's kind of where I'm at with it. Because I like, I know the national media is like, oh, well, DeSantis is, you know, dropping the polls. But I'm going to be honest. The temperature I get around the state is people don't care. And then people are not, and then. People are ready to get back to their lives. They're ready to, ready to get back to their lives, and when they take stock of who's in leadership, mm-hmm. they don't want. They just they just want to normalize their life, and yep. they're. You would think somebody like that would be in the twenties, but the fact of the matter is, you have business owners like, hey, you know, I still can feed my family. Yep. You know, and he's not shutting that down. And that's more important to them than other things, and they can compartmentalize. You know. And that's how we do with politics in general. We put compartmentalize things. Absolutely. And so that's where my idea is with DeSantis. I know he's an idiot, yeah. or and and I, and I know I sound contradictory because I said he's very smart, but he could be an idiot and smart at the same time. Yes. My wife tells me this all the time. <laughs> um, and so 
you know, despite him doing very idiotic things, things yeah. they essentially don't really take away the general appeal because we have to get away from the political appeal. Mm-hmm. General appeal is different than political appeal. Yeah. And we learned that with Trump that, yeah, the political appeal might be distasteful, but his general appeal is still very high. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I just, for... And and the, and the, and the sidebar, on the opposite side, Obama at the end of his presidency, his, his political appeal wasn't very high. But his general gen- appeal was high. Was, yeah. sky, was it, it beyond the roof, and it's still very high. Yeah, and it's going to be that way until he... Yeah. He just turned 60, dog. And he had a... Yeah. Like, yeah. just turned 60. Like, when I say that, I mean, like, Obama's still young yeah. in terms of being an ex-president. Yeah. You know, we're going to have 20 to 25 more years of whatever he decides to do with his life. Generally, like, you know, Trump is in his 70s, dog. He could be gone the next five to 10 years. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, George Bush is still, like, I think he's in his 70s. Yeah. Early 70s. Early yeah. 70s. So, when we look at the DeSantis is a fairly young man. Mm-hmm. If he... Wins the presidency in 2024 He's going to be the same as Obama He's going to be a fairly young person Mm -hmm. After he exits office Which means that they can still wield some type of influence Even outside of the Oval Office But going back to Our original discussion about masks And you know all this other My my curiosity about this Will be what you said earlier Um, By the time the vaccine is ready for kids It'll be toward the end of the year Mm. Once we get to November and maybe early this, and maybe even October. I'll say October, November. I'm just curious, where in the world are we going to be? Are hospitalizations for children going to be up? I hope not. I, generally, honest to God, I really hope not. Are teachers? Are we going to be cycling teachers in and out with substitutes because they've gotten sick? Um, like, what is it going to mm. look like? Because, like you know, you you can have a flu outbreak in a school, and it takes teachers and students out for a couple weeks. Yeah, like you know, when I was younger. And my mom would take me to the doctor because I had a stomach. They're like, yeah, you know, it's going around. They're yeah. Like, yeah, it's going around. Like, everybody's had yeah. it. Like, everybody's. So, is that going to be what it is? It's like, yeah, the Delta variant's going around, but instead of you just take these, this Z pack and go home for a few days and go back, so and so's on a ventilator. Yeah. Because they weren't vaccinated. So, what are we going to look like by then? Once this mask mandate expires after the first 30 days and kids can go to school without a mask, then. Is it going to spread more? Like, I'm just curious. Politicians are elected to me to at least have some type of forward-thinking viewpoint on things. Yeah. And I'm not sure if we've... I mean, nothing in recent history has shown that we have folks in office that have that type of viewpoint. It's the here and now. Yeah. And where we are in the here and now is probably not where we are going to be in the very near future. You know, it could be like, okay, the Delta variants have run its course, and now we've gone back to hospitalizations are fine. We don't have that many students, you know, that have been affected by it, which would be fantastic. Then is it going to be further rollbacks of some of the things that we have in place to protect us against COVID? I don't know. Yeah. I think we should end it there. Yeah. I think um, I'm, I know you have kind of like your was it your closing. You want to say, leave that your closing. That's, you wanna, that, that's the closing. That's when you do your closing. All right. So let me say. Let me close on this then. Um, you know, we we talked extensively about DeSantis and the politicization of COVID, and uh, you know, obviously we can always go for much longer on that. But one of the things I wanted to focus on is that you know the question begs is is his um, 
strategy going to be something that he's going to look back on and be like, damn, I could have played that different, you know, or is it something I could have been, he's going to say like, you know what? I played it the right way I needed to, to get to um, the space I needed, I wanted to get to, which is reelection and obviously the um, 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Yeah. Uh, You know, when we operate as a state though, there is a very much feeling that he is, um, there's no leadership in this state. And we talked about how they feel like there's nobody really guarding, you know, guarding us or protecting us. And that's really what we want from elected officials, right? We wanted somebody to really take us on a journey of protection, right? And not to just leave us out there exposed on this road of like, you know, of, of, you know, casualty. And yeah, I wonder, are people looking at this the same way? Mm-hmm. Um, which made me think about like, you know, all right, if in fact, we are not going to be led. We're not being led by anybody. You know, is it no wonder why people operate with their own ideas for this vaccine or just how to operate with masks? A lot of people have their own ideas like, oh, masks um, are, can cause more issues than, you know, COVID. Yeah, that's what happens when there's a <laughs> void of leadership. And because when, the void of, when leadership has politicized the idea of mask and has created such a narrative that, you know, people now are saying, oh, OK, I can create my own um, my own narrative, my own storyline, how this really applies. You know, therein lies the danger. Right. And then you have, to Jason's point, a lot of stupidity operating within this discussion. Um, my thing is, there should have been actually uh, we should have stripped away all the polit- politics when it comes to mass. We should have po- stripped away the politics when it comes to COVID. And we would have been further, a lot further along. Maybe that's too much uh, expectation for me, you know. But if we're going to end it, then we should end this on maybe an appropriate track that I thought that just literally just came out a few days ago um, with Nas and Lauren Hill, specifically Lauren Hill's second verse. Ugh. And um, shout out to Lauren Hill for coming back to us because we, we've missed her. But, you know, she talks about, um, you know, let me go back and. She says a lot here. She so does, but I tell you but, what. But, okay, what, what are you gonna say? I was gonna say her talking about uh, I'm saving souls, and y'all worry about me being late. Yeah, because I didn't pay this money to I come pay, see. Yeah, you. I was like, no, Lauren. Yeah, yes, yeah, like you could have left not, that bar. Up out that's of not a bar. <laughs> right. That's actually real. Like you, you showing up at two o'clock in the morning for a nine o'clock concert. Yeah, man. Not, like, nah, you ain't saving you ain't got, souls. You, you know. Yes, you ain't got no respect for my time or money. But I'm supposed to have respect. But yeah, she could have left that out. You know what I'm saying? But uh, one of the bars I like, she said, you "Walk into the hole you dug yourself." in fucking projection you know you see me in my freedom taking all my land back you sent you they sent a lot against me thinking i just stand back i got my legs beneath me i got my hands back a lot of people sabotage they couldn't stand that i turned the cheek i took the blow after blow there's no such thing as so much crisis in the world because you you reap what you sow you know and so you know what i'm gonna let madam lauren actually do it better than i can so we're gonna ride out on that and uh again once again thank you all for um, listening to this podcast, continue to subscribe, and you know um, we're going we're going peace out. Already, nope, wrong one. Wishing I find one city, one country, one state, some place to be nobody, some place to be, some place you wouldn't know probably, some place to be nobody, nobody, nobody. Oh my, oh my, oh my, oh my.
All my time is spent focused on my freedom now. Why would I join them when I know that I can beat them now? They put their words on me and they can eat them now. That's probably why they keep on telling me I'm needed now. They tried to box me out while taking what they want from me. I spent too many years living too uncomfortably. Making room for people who didn't like the labor But wanted the spoils, greedy, selfish behavior Now let me give it to you balanced and with clarity I don't need to turn myself into a parody I don't I don't do what you do for popularity They clearly didn't understand when I said I get out apparently My awareness like Keanu in the Matrix I'm saving souls and y'all complaining about my lateness Now it's illegal for someone to walk in greatness They want the stain, they want the stain, but they don't take risks Now the world will get to see its own reflection And the anointed can Pursue their own direction And if you're wrong and you're too proud to hear correction Walk into the hole you dug yourself a projection See me in my freedom taking all my land back They said a lot against me thinking I just stand back I got my legs beneath me, I got my hands back A lot of people sabotaged, they couldn't stand that I turned the other cheek, I took blow after blow There's so much crisis in the world cause you reap what you sow When you keep what you know is meant for someone else The ditch you dig for them, you might just end up in yourself I'm in the secret place, I keep a sacred space They keep showing their hands, but keep hiding their face If I'm a messenger, you block me, then you block the message So aggressive, the world you made is what you're left with Pride and ego over love and truth is fuck fuck reckless Y'all got a death wish, the stupid leaves me breathless Some place to be.